0: Good evening everyone, welcome to the Calabasas City Council meeting of October 23, 2013. I'm Mayor Fred Gaines, and all five of our council members are present tonight, including Mayor Pro Tem David Shapiro, Councilwoman Lucy Martin, Councilwoman Mary Sue Maurer, and Councilman James Bazzagian. We will have our Pledge of Allegiance tonight, led by Calabasas Cub Scout Pack 333. Welcome Cub Scouts.
1: Good evening ladies, like, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. Colored guard advance. All those in uniform, please salute the flag. All those in civilian clothes, put your right hand over your heart. Ready? Begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Color guard, post the colors. Color guards salute the flags, I mean salute the colors. Two, color guard dismissed. Please be seated.
0: Thank you to our Cub Scouts. I'm a very proud honorary Cubmaster. as is Councilwoman Mauer, are you not? I am. I am. Okay. The original. the original honorary cup master. All right. We have a number of um, presentations which we're going to make from the well, and so I'm going to ask at this time for the uh, council members to join me if they'd like in in the well for the presentations. we have several hello we have several adjourning memories tonight uh, not on our agenda tonight is um, is David Brown who we lost since our last meeting our longest serving ever commissioner in the city planning commissioner a dear friend and on November, on our next meeting on November 13th we'll have a ceremony uh, in honor or in memory of of David uh, we have Robert Guthrie. That family. My understanding is they're not here yet, so we're going to hold on to that until they get here. We lost one of our great. Yes. Thank you. We lost one of our great local Santa Monica Mountain leaders in this last time period. Linda Palmer. Uh, Linda was a Los Angeles County native. Uh, by the way, her husband, her husband Robert Palmer, is here. Husband of. Almost fifty years, um, Linda was a Los Angeles County native retired actress under the name of Linda Hutchins and beloved life, wife of of Boyd, his stage name bob's stage name, uh, loving mother to Michael and John, dear grandmother. Uh, they were married one thousand nine hundred and sixty four in the little brown church in the valley on uh, on Colwater canyon right same church where, where the Reagans were married as I recall the, as the story goes. Um, she became an, Linda was an ardent open space and trails enthusiast, enthusiast on moving to the Santa Monica Mountains in 1974 with her family and her horse. She joined the Santa Monica Trails Council, became a member of the board of directors, worked on trails every chance she could, both physically and by meeting with land agencies and landowners. Linda was president of the Trails Council for 14 years from 1981 to 1994, vice president for many years, and the first trail crew leader for the Saturday volunteer trail work parties, which are still going on if anyone wants to volunteer for to help with the trails. Trails and horses and, and, of course, her family were her passions. Some of her community accomplishments include she helped design and promote the Los Angeles County Trail Plan for the Santa Monica Mountains, designed Upper Stunt Road tra- High Trail, and with other volunteers helped to build it, appointed to the Santa Monica Mountains Conservancy Advisory Committee by the LA County Board of Supervisors. Uh, 1979 to 81 and reappointed in 1988 till 2010, serving 24 years. Chaired the trail subcommittee for the advisory committee of the Santa Monica Mountains Comprehensive Planning Commission, alternate on the Santa Monica Mountains National Recreation Area Advisory Commission, coordinated the 1984 feasibility study for the LA County portion of the Juan Bautista de Anza National Historic Trail, co-chaired Anza Trail Plan Task Force, to assist the National Park Service with route through the Los Angeles County area, 1993-94, and attended at endless meetings of the Board of Supervisors, of the California Coastal Commission, of the Santa Monica Mountains, various Santa Monica Mountains agencies. She was truly a great, great leader uh, in setting up this incredible park system that is now such an important part of our uh, daily lives here in Calabasas and throughout the Santa Monica Mountains. I, there's a quote that I found from her that I, that I find uh, a, a, a beautiful to read, this is something that Linda said, the diversity and beauty of the natural world is our heritage, the network of life that supports and nurtures us. It is our responsibility to preserve it for future generations. So with that, we remember Linda Palmer, and we have a certificate uh, for you, Bob, and we'll be adjourning our meeting tonight in her memory. Thank you. Our next adjourn- adjourn in memory will be adjourning in memory tonight uh, in memory of Harold Howard, the father of our city attorney, Scott Howard. Uh, Harold was born on December 18th, 1923 and passed on September 28, 2013, survived by his wife, uh, Jerry, with whom he shared 41 years. Also survived by three children, Scott and his wife, Julie, Deborah, her husband, Jeff, <coughs> Uh, Cheryl, her husband Tim, and three children who came to him through his beloved wife Jerry, Marla, Tina, Arland, 12 grandchildren and one great grandchild. Truly blessed. and uh, He loved sharing his life with his family and friends. Harold was known as a kind and compassionate man. His wisdom and unconditional love is his legacy to all that knew him. Uh, The condolences of our city to our city attorney and his family uh, in memory of Harold Howard. Okay, the Guthrie family is here. Welcome, and our condolences to you on the passing of, uh, of Robert. We'll be adjourning in memory tonight uh, uh, in memory of Robert Guthrie. Um, in attendance tonight is Rebecca uh, Guthrie, his wife of 61 years. Incredible blessing. Uh, Robin, his daughter, is that right? Robin is here uh, with her husband, Dell. Uh, and Kevin. Is Kevin here? And Kevin and uh, his wife Lauren. Sister? I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to you all and uh, we're remembering uh, Bob tonight. Bob was born March 12, 1925 and passed peacefully at his home on September 30, 2013. Uh, Bob served in the U.S. Navy during World War II, graduated from USC in 1949 married Rebecca Seaman in July 1952. He worked for Rockwell International at Rockandine in Canoga Park uh, and lived in Woodland Hills for almost 40 years. He joined the Calabasas Rotary Club, and we'll get to them a little bit more in a minute. Uh, In 1988, the year they were founded, as we'll also learn about more in a a minute, and served as the president uh, 1992-1993 and 2002-2003. Among his interests were backpacking in the Sierra Nevadas, backcountry fishing, free diving for abalone. I assume when he was in his younger days, uh, body surfing, reading, gardening, writing, cooking, especially barbecuing. I wish I would have had some of that. That sounds good. Bob will be remembered for his quick wit, fantastic sense of humor, humor, his kindness, integrity, uh, and sense of fair play. So tonight we'll uh, are. Condolences of the city of Calabasas to you and your family, and we'll be adjourning in memory of Bob, and we have a certificate for you. Okay, well, we can get to some happier things now. And one of the happier things is we get to welcome back Britt Aronson. Now this is especially great for me because Britt and I served together on the Library Commission for a number of years. And it is uh, uh, pure serendipity that when we, when we that she, had to, she left because she moved to Hidden Hills. And we now come up with our Memorandum of Understanding to jointly use our library. And Britt is back, which is wonderful. And uh, she served on our Library Commission from 2003 to 2008 served as president of our library commission 2006-2007. She left the commission when she moved to Hidden Hills and with the recent uh, memorandum of understanding she has been appointed the ex-officio member representing Hidden Hills on our Calabasas Library Commission. So Britt it is wonderful to have you back. Thank you. We look forward to you having having you back in this room uh, helping us uh, guide our our great library and uh, we welcome all the people of Hidden Hills to Uh, Participate and to use our library, and it's great to see you and have you back. So, thank you very much. All right, we have a whole family of people that you don't hear much about because, uh, but they play a very important role in our community, and that is they organize and help run the ham radio operations and uh, provide that assist with our emergency services. And so, we're going to do a recognition of Norm and Naomi. Naomi Goodkin, uh, Amari Levinson, Brian and Daniel Goodkin for their volunteer work for the city. If they would come forward. The uh, Goodkin family. uh, takes volunteers their time to train local residents as amateur radio operators. Naomi does most of the work in setting up the classes, running the volunteer examination sessions, arranging for food, and much more. She also teaches part of the classes. The Goodkin children, Mari, Brian, and Daniel, also assist in the administration of the exams. Uh, and as a birthday present to Norm this year, all three of them obtain their extra class licenses. So. <laughs> On behalf of the city council and all the residents of the resident city, we thank you for your service and we're very, very happy to recognize you. Uh, the Ham radio operators are often not out in front in the public, but you're all here tonight and we're glad to have you. So we, uh, you have some certificates and we're going to take a, a photograph. Okay, thank you to the Goodkin family. We have a very special presentation tonight. It's the 25th anniversary of, our, of the founding of our Calabasas Rotary Club. And I'm going to turn this over to our, our current, I think, only city council Rotarian, soon to be uh, added to, I believe. But, uh, but uh, Mary Sue Maurer, if you'll lead this part of our presentation.
2: Happy to. I am a proud Rotarian, and it's funny, when I thought of the Rotary Club, before I knew anything about it, with all due respect, I thought it was a bunch of old men (laughs) that did good things, Um, and I was pretty much accurate, except in 1987, a woman challenged the all-boy Rotarian Club and fought it, and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, where it was decided women should be allowed to be in the Rotary Club. And so I think starting in 1988 when the club was formed um, and women started going and attending. And when I ask for all the Rotarians to come forward, I think you'll see what a tremendous diverse group that we have um, of equal men and women. And I'm so proud of them and so proud to be a Rotarian. 25 years of good work. And they're going to take a minute and tell you a little bit about what they do both internationally trying to eradicate polio with a major grant by the Gates Foundation, as well, in, as well as doing a lot of local things. And my favorite, which I think you'll be talking about tonight, is Neighbors in Need. The city gave them a grant to help families in crisis, Calabasas families. It's really a terrific effort. So there are social angels. Um, I'd like to call up now the current president, Yuna Erickson, to come up and say a few words at the podium and and, uh, introduce Manny and the rest of the club. Welcome.
3: Mary Gaines and uh, the city council members and the city staff. Um, Thank you for welcoming us here tonight. The Rotary Club of Calabasas is committed to service above self and being a positive impact within the community. We are very grateful and honored to have been entrusted with the many projects and programs that you have entrusted us with. Um, I am so honored right now to introduce Manny Manuel Fernandez. He is a founding member of the Calabasas Rotary. And as we celebrate our 25th year, Manny is going to...
4: Say a few words.
5: first of all again thank you so much for this recognition today one of the things that is just really nice about the synergy is of course we formed the same time the city was forming and in fact some of that energy that was uh, in the local uh, community here that helped get the city of Calabasas rolling rolled over into us forming and some of the early movers and shakers in the area like the Washburns Karen Foley and all those people they were instrumental in getting our club off the ground as well so it's a very special relationship we have with the city not just because we are in Calabasas and are the Rotary Club of Calabasas but uh, we've been here since the same day you guys have and so it's been a very very wonderful experience so to expound a little bit on some of the things that Mary Sue mentioned Rotary is an international organization that has local chapters. And it's about community service, both here and abroad. Locally, our signature event that everybody really knows us for is our senior Thanksgiving uh, luncheon that we do at the Sagebrush every year. So it's going to be our, what, 27th time doing it, coming up in November. We're going to have 400 plus seniors there, residents, no family to join it with. It's a great event. Um, more volunteers sometimes than attendees sometimes it's so popular um, but this is one of the things we do we're active with the high school with the interact club at calabasas letting young people learn about what the whole purpose of being community oriented and service oriented are um, internationally you heard about the polio program called polio plus this is a program that started quite a long time ago to eradicate polio worldwide and with the help of the gates foundation and major international puss of clubs throughout the world, of which there are over 180,000 of them, we've been able to bring polio almost completely to be eradicated. Uh, Mary Sue mentioned a project that's very, very dear to us because it's so impactful in the city of Calabasas, which is both our neighbors in need and our city grants program. We've been able to help the Calabasas Meals on Wheels, uh, the Los Virginia's Future Foundation and other local organizations here to do the great work that they do. And we are very, very grateful for all the support the city has given us to do that. So again, so thank you for that very much. So that's a little bit about Rotary.
2: And I think that we, we, we'd also like to present to you and all the other Rotarians in the audience. And are there any Rotarians from another chapter in the audience? I'm just curious. Oh, great. Good.
6: Let me just make mention of this.
5: Rotary, we got our initial support by the Woodland Hills Rotary Club and uh, some of their very uh, uh, accomplished members, Sherry Pollock and uh, jay saltzman are here to recognize us because we are their children of having gone forward because nothing personal but at the time that we formed you kind of mentioned what you thought rodeo was about Well. They were kind of like that at that time, but we forgave (laughs) them.
2: Well, we'd like you to join us for a photo, too. And while you're getting up, all of you, come come now. We're going to present you with a, a proclamation in recognition of both your anniversary and the effort to eradicate polio. I'd like to just say that I had the pleasure of serving with Bob Guthrie on the Rotary Club, who we honored earlier. And he embodies everything that's wonderful about the Rotary Club.
0: Okay, thank you again to the Rotary Club. They do a great job and we really, really appreciate it. It's wonderful to have you here. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through, uh, I'm gonna, yes. Um, just hand them to one at a time. We are going to recognize our outgoing city commissioners. We have eight in city commissions in Calabasas. They do an incredible job uh, in both decision-making and advisory roles uh, in, in our city and went through the process after our uh, city election earlier this year of of making appointments and several of our commissioners uh, went off but i want to recognize all of the commissioners a few of them are here and the ones that are here i have at at the end and they'll come up and and take a photo so we have certificates of recognition for the great work of our uh, outgoing city commissioners liat samui the environmental commission george weinstock served eight years on our public safety commission uh, Melissa Olin, four years on our Traffic and Transportation Commission. Uh, Amber Jendine uh, was for uh, nine years on our Public Safety Commission, representing our SERP group, is that right? Yeah, did an incredible job. Richard Thompson on our Public Safety Commission. Kim LaMori, uh, five years on the Historic Preservation Commission. And then I think the commissioners, the outgoing commissioners that are here, Lynn Tracy, Lynn, would you come up? Uh, Lynn served for four years on our environmental commission, including as chair of the environmental commission. We greatly appreciate your service. We're gonna take a photo. (laughs) Keith Marks, who served on our historic preservation commission and has moved on to our traffic commission. Is that right? Traffic and transportation. And Victor Passiri is here. Victor was five years on our Traffic and Transportation Commission. (laughs) Did an absolutely wonderful job. We have so many incredible people in our community and it's one of my favorite things to do is to recognize many of those people and thank you for everyone coming and doing that tonight. Uh, With that, we will move on to our oral communications and public comment. Oh, I'm sorry. We have announcements from the uh, city council first. So we will uh, approve the agenda. Okay, let's do that first. I forgot to do that before. So moved second so moved in second any additions or corrections to the agenda seeing none all those in favor say aye. aye aye opposed the agenda is approved we'll now do council announcements and introductions and we'll start with uh, councilwoman martin
7: um, i just wanted to um give a big thank you to staff jeff rubin and amy haber and the uh, Calabasas Chamber for a wonderful pumpkin festival. Um, I was there both days, checking hand stamps and in the beer and wine garden, and I was exhausted from doing that. So how they all managed to do cleanup is beyond me. But it was just wonderful. And uh, the, the, uh, the comments that I got was so well-organized, so well-organized. So that's a big plus to... Uh, our staff in the chamber on that. Um, again, Amundsen ranch celebrating their, uh, 10 year anniversary on Sunday, November 17th from one to four open to the public. That's all. Mine.
0: Okay. Very good. Uh, councilman. Bizzagian.
8: Okay. I too want to thank everybody, uh, for the Calabasas pumpkin festival, our staff, uh, and all of those who participated and all those who came, it was a great, uh, two days my favorite event of the year. Uh, I also want to wish everyone a happy Halloween. This is why I'm dressed this way with my little devils uh, embroidered everywhere. Uh, I don't normally dress like this for council meetings, but, um, in, in that vein, I wanted to remind everybody that our annual trunk or treat event at the Agoura Hills Calabasas community center is actually on Halloween Thursday, October 31st, from three to 5 PM for kids free admission to the public and we have an open area where they can trick or treat um, various vendors come from the different businesses and it's outdoors and we have something indoors as well inside the community center so 3 to 5 on Halloween Um, please bring your kids we had a great time last year thank you councilwoman Maurer
2: this is my favorite event of the year we do it twice a year it's the bulky item pickup I'm not kidding you, twice (laughs) twice a year, you can put out the big stuff that's taking up all the room in your garage. Furniture, mattresses, carpet, washer and dryer, and other kitchen appliances. Big stuff. And they'll come by at no charge and pick it up. This will happen on Saturday, October 26th, but you must make an appointment. This is for Calabasas residents only and you call 800-675-1171, it's waste management, the people who haul our trash away. So call no later than noon on Friday, this Friday, and you can have all of this stuff removed.
0: Thank you very much, Mayor Pro Tem Shapiro. Thank you,
9: I, I also wanna thank our city staff uh, and the Chamber of Commerce and everyone who came out for an, an incredible pumpkin festival, it was a lot of fun. The weather was just right and uh, we can't ask for a better event. I also want to thank staff. We live in an amazing city. We are so lucky. I am so lucky to live here and to be part of this community. uh, uh, Last in the last 10 days, there was two events put on, three events put on by staff and our city, uh, the annual walk up flu clinic as it's now known by thanks to Jim, Deborah, Sharon, all of staff, uh, it was a great opportunity. Uh, the community loves it. I had so many people come up to me, thank our city and staff for putting this on free flu shots for those who need it. It gives them an opportunity to see their neighbors and visit. It is a, a an excellent event that was run very, very smoothly. There was one little girl though, who was screaming, yelling, crying as loud as she could. It was scaring some of the other kids. And after she got her shot, about five minutes later, I see her walking in with her brother around her arm saying, don't worry, it doesn't hurt that much. No big deal. <laughs> so, again, a great job. The other two nights that were put on were the emergency preparedness, again, by staff uh, and, and Jim and Deborah. It was at AC and Bay Laurel and a great job. Again, we are, we are leaders in providing information to our community. Uh, I had the pleasure to attend two performances at our Performing Arts Education Center at Calabas High School in the past week, and if you haven't had a chance to visit or see a, a program, a, a, a lecture, a speech, a music performance, or a theater arts performance there, please get out and, t- and enjoy it. It is an amazing facility, and they do a great job. And last but not least, uh, our community center hosted last week the first uh, – annual Happy to Be Me uh, in conjunction with the Rock Life uh, Youth Board event at, Cal, at the Gore Hills Calabasca Community Center. All the Youth Board I know is here tonight, was present, it was a very good success and also Valerie Shepard was running it, it was a great job to Xavier and Valerie, so thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, I want to add my comments as well on the Pumpkin Festival, incredible job, about 11,000 people joined us at the Pumpkin Festival over the weekend. And I talked to the EMTs. end, they handed out four band-aids. It was a safe event. It was a uh, it was a orderly event. An incredible amount of people are involved, including our city staff, the chamber, our volunteers, our sheriffs, our uh, firefighters, and EMTs. And it was j- just went perfectly. So congratulations to everyone and thank you. Reminds me that this weekend we have at the Leonis Adobe Halloween. Uh, Kids activities coming up on Saturday at the Leonis Adobe right here on on Calabasas Road We invite people to get out for that and it mostly reminds me everyone just to make sure next Thursday night that you Slow it down a little bit take your time. It's Halloween We have a lot of trick-or-treaters a lot of kids walking around out in the streets and the most important thing that we want to do at the end is have a complete safety uh, record without uh, without anyone being uh, uh, injured. So uh, take your time coming home that night and enjoy the evening uh, with the tr- with the trick or treating. Um, the next night, November first, we'll have Calabasas football against Agoura, the big rivalry game at Calabasas High School, uh, the Coyotes and the Chargers. So come on out to Keith Ritchie Field for the uh, big ball game on November one at seven o'clock. For the probably the first time ever, and I hope the only time ever, you may have two sample ballots or vote by mail ballots sitting at your house because we have the very bizarre situation where we have two elections coming up in the next few weeks. Um, on November 5th we, the uh, Las Virginas School District has their school board election that's the only thing on your ballot in Calabasas for the November 5th election and then two weeks later on November 19th there is a runoff special election it's actually believe it or not called the special general election um, for uh, the state assembly race. So it is not a mistake. Don't throw out the second ballot. There are two separate elections. And unfortunately, these will likely be very low turnout elections. So I really urge people to to pay attention uh, and to uh, mark their ballots, uh, to go out and vote that day, or send in the vote by mail. It's very easy to send it in, get the ballot, mark it in, in, at home, and send it in. But we have those two elections coming up. And finally, I did want to mention, this is our last meeting. Next time we meet, it'll be after Veterans Day, and I want to make sure that uh, everyone knows that we at the City of Calabasas think uh, a lot about our veterans and uh, appreciate all of their uh, great service, and we look forward to everyone having a good Veterans Day. Tomorrow, in my role as our representative for the San Fernando Valley Economic Alliance, I'll be attending... Uh, the uh, Hire a Veteran uh, Job Fair, which is occurring at the Airtel Plaza Hotel at the Van Nuys Airport. And uh, the city supports that and is uh, participating through the Economic Alliance in that event as well. With that, we have no further announcements and we'll move to oral communications and public comment. And I have two cards. Speaking of incredible volunteers in the city of Calabasas, Jennifer Bercy, is here, one of our city commissioners tonight to talk about Relay for Life <clears throat> well deserved
3: thank you <laughs> um, first off I do also want to thank um, everybody that works on the pumpkin festival I know what it is to put on a two-day event and it takes a lot of volunteers and a lot of dedication and a lot of planning so kudos to everybody I was out there both days as well and volunteering so thank you to the city for putting that on Um, So I came tonight just to um, remind everybody that we have our annual Relay for Life event coming up on May 17th Um, But to um, let you guys know that the American Cancer Society turned a hundred last May So we are celebrating our hundredth birthday and we'll be rounding that out um, At the end of the year in May and some things that we've done over the past hundred years We've gone from two one in two survivors to two in three survivors Um, we have saved more than 400 lives per day we um, championed mammography and pap smears. Um, this is a volunteer-run organization, and we are going through some reorganization right now, so it is even more of a volunteer-run organization. Um, we champion the no smoking in the workplace, and thank you to the city for continuing that on in other public places. And I am very happy to announce um, that on our research side, about two weeks ago, we had our 47th Nobel laureate that we had funded at some point in their career. So we are very excited about that. And um, anybody that has any questions about cancer or prevention, healthy eating, exercise, anything along those lines can call the 800 number. It's 1-800-ACS-2345 or go online to cancer.org. Our um, many that we raise through Relay for Life provides ser- programs and services for both of those to keep our website up and running and have somebody at that call center 24-7. So if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you can't get in touch with your doctor, you have a couple questions, you can call that 800 number and they can get you information by mail, by email, by phone. So I just wanted to remind everybody and hope everybody comes out on May 17th for our event and to remind you guys to get your team online. And that was it. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. Our next speaker, Valerie uh, Shepard
10: from the Rock Life Foundation. Valerie, welcome. Thank you. Hello again. The last time I was here was August 28th. It was an historic event. The- proclamation to ban bullying was read into the record we got to celebrate the declaring of September 7th as Rock Life Day we got to um, celebrate the declaring of October as anti-bullying month here so um, I was excited to be a part of that and since then there's a lot been going on as David mentioned um, we had our first um, program the happy to be me program was rolled out on on uh, October I guess it was like last week, October 18th. And there have been other things and we're very excited to announce one of the latest things. But I wanted to once again encourage and invite the city council and all members of the city and the residents to really take heart and become involved with what we're doing at Rocklife. Anti-bullying is a big issue and um, we need the participation of everyone. It's been fabulous that there have been things going on where we've seen people actually walk the talk. And so we're really grateful. And one of the things that I wanna share with you that's been going on is um, this launch, this marks the launch of our Rock Life public service announcements. I'm not sure if you knew that they were coming, but they're here. And so today marks the launch of a series of public service ads. And these are not your um, typical public service ads. I think of them as mini documentaries where Um, we get to hear from students who've experienced bullying what it feels like to them, what it looks like on them, as them, and um, get to hear them talk about it in a big way. And our first one was sponsored by members of the community. And so I'd love to welcome up Desiree and Greg Zuckerman, who sponsored (laughs) Samantha Shapiro. So Desiree and Greg sponsored Samantha Shapiro, who is our first student who is doing her public service ad. And so tell us a little bit about your feelings about the public service program and why you're involved.
11: Um, Yeah, we were approached by uh, Rock Life Foundation to sponsor this, I think, amazing and incredible thing for our community. You know, we just, my husband Greg and I just finished raising two kids who went through the high school system, they're 18 and 20, Ben and Brittany, who are now off to college, and obviously went through all the same things that everybody else went through, and it's, like you said, an important issue, anti-bullying and having um, kids really have a sense of pride in themselves and the community and others and standing up for each other, so yeah, we're very happy to be sponsoring it and uh, the first PSA, so
10: excited to see it. Great, thank you. Thank you. So this whole campaign is called Breaking the Silence. And the reason it's called that is because what we find is that people are either bystanders or they're victims, but nobody really talks about it. It's almost one of those um, little secrets of life that people try to uh, like over really quickly as though it didn't happen. But as I've spent time working with the youth and our whole organization has encouraged and spent time with the youth, we find out that this stuff goes deep. I mean, even as we've talked to city council, we find out members of the city council who have experienced bullying in their childhoods, I don't mean to say way back, but in your childhoods, it still has an impact. And so we're very excited to to kick off the Rock Life campaign's uh, Breaking the Silence public service ads. I'd love for Mitch to come up and join me and um, our founder and namesake. We'll be screening the first one tomorrow night at 5 p.m on the website at mrocklife.com.
12: Yeah, I would like to just say a, a, a few words. You know, we, we are really, truly excited. Um, you know, this is our first PSA, and uh, it's, it's airing at five o'clock on mrocklife.com. We just encourage the whole city, city of Agora, city of Calabasas, to really kind of tune in and to see the support and see what these our youth board has been working on. And they've really been trying to save lives and help kids in their community. And I want, would like to bring our youth board up to show you that we've been growing daily. And uh, these kids have really been helping the community. Yes. Great good looking group, right? Good looking group, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, we just, we just definitely want to encourage everyone to, to tune in again. We are so excited. I mean, these kids have been putting in their time and effort um, and their energy to try to save their friends, family, uh, loved ones, and uh, we're so excited about it. Five o'clock tomorrow on mrocklife.com, the PSA, our first PSA, a mini documentary. And thank you guys for uh, having us. It's like our second home here in City of Calabasso. all right <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you okay, okay. I, hold on. I just want to announce one thing. I want to um,
8: our first PSA, uh, she's here. Um, Samantha Sapiro, can you come to the front? Yeah, yeah
4: her, she's worked very hard in the studio, three days in the courteous studio
8: doing her story through music, and then um, actually beauty, going through all the Calabasas to actually show the beauty of Calabasas. So I
0: just wanted to, you know, call up so y'all can acknowledge her. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you, Mitch, and every, Valerie, everyone. Uh, thank you to the youth board and uh, the program you guys are putting on. It's really incredible. And, and you've gotten off to such a great start. We look forward to running the PSAs on our uh, station and, uh, and working with you as you move forward. So thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
6: Great.
0: We will uh, we uh, that is all the cards I have for public comments. So we'll move to our consent agenda um and we have items one through five of the consent agenda are there any uh, council members who want to pull an item from the consent agenda i'd
8: like to take off four and five
0: four and five anyone anything else i was five but... okay so items one two and three are before us on the consent agenda is there a motion so moved second it's been moved and seconded any discussion all those in favor of adopting items one two three on the consent agenda please say aye aye, aye. aye. opposed those items are adopted. We'll move to item number four resolution adoption of resolution 2013 1392 approving the Quimby fee associated with the approved 60 unit senior condominium project at 26705 Malibu Hills Road. Is there a staff report? I just had a quick question. Oh, question, yes. I go just ahead.
8: had a quick question. The, the uh, document, the appendices were very voluminous and extensive, and they were very interesting actually um and I noticed a law firm had put together the the appendices I'm just I'm hoping that it was the developer or the the project person who paid for this and not the city because it was quite extensive and probably more than what I what we needed to do and so that's number one and number two um is this kind of report required in these cases because I don't remember in prior instances receiving this this amount of detail in the reports
11: to answer your first question the developer prepared and provided the report to us at, at their expense okay um, and to answer your second question uh, we actually haven't had a project before where they've uh, received asked for credit and received credit for um, spaces that they've provided within the property So that's why you haven't seen it before. It is the first time. We actually only have two other projects that have paid the Quimby before, and that's New Millennium and uh, Shea Homes. And the process was slightly different, and they did not ask for any credit. They paid the full amount.
8: Okay. And the staff recommendation in summary is, is, I mean, other than what you, I mean, I read the recommendation, but what is your, could you expand upon what, how you reached that conclusion? Uh,
11: the conclusion um, regarding us offering them the credit for the, the spaces? Well, as long as they meet the findings, which are that the spaces are being used for active recreation, then we're required to give them the credit for that. Okay. And we ask them for a list of um, activities and uses that would be occurring in those spaces. And, um, they comply with the definition of active recreational use. And therefore we do recommend that they receive credit for that.
8: Okay. Now I've been on the site there and it's, it's large, but it's not a huge pad for what they're doing with it. What happens if in the future they decide they're going to change the use of that recreational space within there? Do they then, I mean, do we monitor that or are they required to pay after the
11: fact? It's written into their restrictions, the um, CCNRs for the property that they have to preserve those spaces for active recreational use. Okay. All right. Are there any other questions on this side? I have
2: two questions. Um, The funds it's being recommended that the funds go to two nearby parks. Do we know for what use?
11: Uh, The uh, community services director has not specified a use, but he has let us know that there are plenty of things that it could be used for. And And by
2: approving this, are we committing to the funds going to those two sites? Is that part of the...
13: Yeah, the the law does a radius around it, and the nearest facility is where they must go to, so they must go to De Anza.
2: Then let me ask you my linked question related to the bike plan that's coming up. Um, From what I can tell from the bike plan, it's all grants. Um, So could any of these funds be used for the vicinity around there to do some striping? I just wonder how flexible we are.
11: We could look into that. Um, It's it's a possibility. I'm not 100% certain, but we can look into that. Yeah,
14: the key thing is the, the funds have to be allocated within a geographic region pertinent to this site, and not put in some other part of the city.
2: Okay, so that's, that's,
14: yeah.
15: that's a yes. I think, Mr. Mayor, members of council, I think it's a strong possible yes. <laughs> you just have to assess whether or not it meets the requirements of the Quimby Act and our code to to utilize those funds to offset the loss of recreational opportunities caused by the development. So it's got to essentially favor those people that are there.
2: Take
0: that. Okay. Are there any further questions on this item? Is there any discussion? Seeing that, is there a motion on item four? So moved. 2nd It's been moved and seconded. All those in favor of the item say aye. 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 Opposed? Five zero. Uh, the resolution carries. Uh I neglected when we went so quickly through items one, two, and three, to mention that item two was the unanimous approval of Bert Rosario to the uh, Public Safety Commission representing our SERP, the CalVAS Emergency Response Program, and Bert is here, and I wanted to recognize him. Thank you very much for your service and for stepping forward to be on our commission. We look forward to having you as a member of our Public Safety Commission. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll go back to the uh, uh, item five, the last item that was pulled from the consent agenda. This is adoption of resolution 2013-1391, approving a policy delegating authority to the city manager for acceptance of capital improvement programs, uh, program projects. Okay. And uh, uh, Councilman Bazzagian pulled this item. Do you have a question?
8: Well, uh, Councilman Martin did too. I don't want to monopolize if you want to go first.
7: No, that's all right. You may ask the same one.
8: Okay, here's here's my issue with this. Um, looking at the staff report, I understand what the bottom line recommendation is. Unfortunately, missing from the staff report are things that I would find pertinent to making the um, relevant to making the, the de- decision. Namely, how many cities do this one way versus another way? what's the reason why 20 some odd years we do things one way and now we're being asked to do another way um you know I'm not opposed to this necessarily but I'd have to have all that information before I made a decision this is a very technical thing it is not something that that flows you know really easily into the public discussion as to why it's being done one way or another it's also something that if we change the way we do things in the code that means that it, it post dates your service as well. So I, I trust you implicitly to do the right thing and I would have no problem if I knew it was tied to a person, but I'm not sure I wanna change a code and tie it to the job description without knowing all the details. So those are things I would like to have at hand before I made a final decision.
13: The, the city attorney made this recommendation and what it, what it was pretty much was is the administrative closing of a contract so that claims and those kind of things get closed and and you see them coming to you all the time there's never any discussion it just says that the project's been completed and we're signing off on the project if the council really doesn't wish to do this and wants to keep it at the council level i really have no objection this was to to lessen a little bit of the agenda so that uh, these basically ministerial things don't come to the council but if there's any angst in this thing we'll pull the item and it's well, it's, the, it's the angst is
8: only informational and i okay. i don't i happen to think just on instinct this might be a council function that we should do but i wouldn't know that without knowing um what the other cities do particularly the ones around here be, i'd be more interested in yeah,
15: cool. mr mayor members of the council uh, council member i can't speak for the cities around here i can speak for certain cities one in which i in past life where i worked and another surrounding it it's either handled by the public works director or city engineer they handle the notices of completion one of the reasons for doing so on an expedited basis is that it starts the clock running for mechanics and other liens on the property and because a council which meets only twice a month if a project is completed and all the punchless items are done and they're ready to go it holds up payment to the contractor and it also allows them a little extra time if there's going to be claims to start that unfortunately it doesn't start that clock running until you issue that notice of completion. So it it does help to expedite that. It moves claims, if any, there will be a little faster. And again, from my experience, it's more of an administrative ministerial function from department heads, uh, generally public works, or city engineers but I, I can't speak to cities that surround Calabasas. I have not done a survey.
8: Well, I'd like to know, I mean, I would like to know that information before I vote on this. If I'm forced to vote tonight, I, I, I would vote no because I don't know the information and I would keep it the same until I did. I don't see any harm in waiting. And I'm just talking about the surrounding, you know, Agoura Hills, Cal, uh, Calabasas, Hidden Hills, Westlake Village, you know, that would make me feel a lot more comfortable if I knew the other cities were doing it. Um. But if you know, if the rest of the council doesn't want to wait, I'll just vote no.
0: Okay, are there any further questions or comments regarding this? Yes, I have some.
7: Um, my concern was I like this coming to council so that we know when projects end and the amount of uh uh money that it costs to do the project and if there were amendments. And I had um in the past several questions um on uh different numbers. Uh, coming in. Um, so I, I feel that it's important that it still comes through council and it's always been this way here. And uh, you know, uh, delaying, um, for the, uh, the development, getting paid and all that, it's just something that the city's always done. And I think it's important for, uh, the residents to know that the improvement, you know, has been done and what the cost that it came in at. Um, so I'm, uh, not for changing this. Um, over to city manager. I, I really think that this is something that council should be on top of and know what's coming and going.
0: Okay, any further comments or questions on this? There's no urgency in voting on this tonight. Uh, I'm supportive of the item. I think that it takes an an administrative matter, puts it in the proper place and it it cuts off the time for liens and claims in a a much more timely fashion than having to come to the council. So uh, I think it's a good, solid recommendation and whether Gura does it or doesn't do it has no bearing whatsoever on whether but, but I think it's a good idea
8: if you knew that uh, that no other city did it I mean, well I know for a fact that other cities do it I don't I don't know what a Gura does but well I mean uh, LA probably doesn't do it uh, I mean, LA probably does it this way that we're that you're recommending the change on I mean I can see some of the larger cities that being the case where they not every projects can confirm the council but I'm talking about similarly situated cities I mean it's is this changing this changing the municipal code basically? no this is a, this
15: actually implements a policy
8: is is the policy yeah, that's a resolution does not is not well what what if what if the the
0: uh, city manager um could do this so that it could be timely done people could get paid le- the cut off the uh, you know start the statute limitations for any cl- claims as quickly as possible but was required to report to the council that the c- at the next meeting that the contract had been completed and what the uh, ultimate end payment was
8: situation the, the was the problem I'm having is again I it's not a question of trusting this city manager but personnel change and you know down the line is the next city manager going to know that this is in place or is he just going to see that he has the authority to do it and just going to do it i mean i i'd like to know what the other cities do fred i don't think that's an unreasonable request all we got was a the pro side i didn't get any con side which if there is any i don't know that there is and again with these staff reports it's nice to have why we did it this way all these years there might be a reason we didn't get that reason i didn't get anything about what other cities do there's 481 other cities in the state i mean it's kind of important
13: i i have no idea why we did it do it the way that we do it in the city i mean other than that's the way that it was when i came here this was recommended as a better way and something that offloads an administrative burden on the council if the council wishes to do that i can certainly find out what other cities do and and, and do a survey of what cities uh, accept and at what level and all of that kind of stuff and bring it back to council just i a re- I mean,
8: regional survey of similar cities is all i'm asking so all right
0: not- I, I have one councilman wants more information one council members against is there uh, the other council members do they want to indicate to me what whether they want to go forward or if not we can go get additional information Let's, just let me know what you're thinking
9: well, I I think you already indicated you're not in a hurry to vote on this. If I heard you correctly.
2: No, I'm I'm I, since there's no urgency here, and James would like some more information.
0: Okay, I, uh, okay I, fine. I would well, then let's be let's be specific. We would like this to come back. We would like to know what the policy is in which cities. James, go ahead and list what you want. Just so we can be specific. Agoura Hills, LA.
8: no, Agoura Hills, Westlake Village, and Hidden Hills would be fine with me. All
0: right and uh to the extent you have any in, uh, information I don't want to spend a lot of time on other cities that do it this way I guess Glendale does it this way or okay so there's Glendale does it this way uh, the way that's larger being proposed um I'm the, sure
8: larger cities do I am not as and, interested in that
0: uh I would like it to have some reference uh the proposal to have some reference to if it was to be done this way the part of the policy would be it would still be the action would be reported at, uh, to the council We
13: went through much the same thing on the warrant register. I don't know if you remember a long time ago, right. the warrant register uh, was something that had to be approved before we sent
8: any checks out, and it was a huge issue. Well, I want to make it clear, I'm not opposed to this yeah. suggestion. Okay. It's just that I don't feel the so staff report is complete. I'll, okay,
0: we're right. going to continue. We're going to continue this. So I move to continue be until specific specific the November So staff meeting. knows what to add to the report.
8: That's all I want. I mean, if anybody else wants, wants to know
0: if else. the local city, the other cities, do this. I would like uh, the the policy amended to include a requirement that the manager does it, but has but reports it to the to the council.
8: All right. Move to continue till Wednesday, November 13th. Is, is, that, that, enough, is that enough time?
0: Second. Okay. Do do we need a formal motion to continue it or do well, it just yeah, uh, you, do, you just made it? <laughs> okay. So motion we'll on the, motion on the floor to continue. All those in favor, say aye. 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 aye opposed. Unanimous, okay. Very good. We are on to public hearing. And I have a little script to read. You know what, I forgot to call on Dan Zaharoni on item number four. We passed his item. So he was in favor of the item and we passed it. So I apologize to you, Dan, if you're watching uh, at home or on the computer, but uh, sorry about that. Okay. Item number six, public hearing. This is a public hearing for consideration of the following matter, consideration of resolution number two. 2013-1385 and ordinance 2013-307 request for a lot line adjustment general plan amendment and zone change applicant Las Virgenes municipal water district the project site is located at 4232 Las Virgenes Road within the public facilities PF zoning district and the Las Virgenes Road scenic corridor uh, SC area and uh, under CEQA the proposed project has been determined to qualify for one or more categorical exemptions has the proof of posting and publication been filed for this public hearing?
11: It has, Mr. Mayor. No correspondence was received.
0: Very good. This public hearing is now open. Are there any changes or additions to the staff report? No. There are no, no changes. There are none. All right. Any city council questions regarding the staff report on this matter?
9: I have one. Mr. Mayor.
0: Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, just, Mayor Pro Temp Shapiro.
9: Only question I had the Planning Commission, what was the vote? I know it was recommended. It was unanimous. unanimous. Thank you.
16: That was it.
8: I, my only question is, there someone from the water district here?
16: Uh, Mr. John Zhao, representing the water district, is here.
8: Formally? Okay.
0: All right. Are there any uh, questions on this matter? Yes. Is, is
2: there a presentation?
16: We, staff has prepared a presentation. I believe you have a copy of it. Um, it contains no new information. But
2: I, I think for the public watching sure. TV, it's helpful. <clears throat>
0: I mean, Uh, I I don't need a staff report for the public watching on TV because it's a repeat of what's in the agenda, what's been online, what's been posted. Well, maybe
8: an abbreviated version then.
0: So, I mean, we'll do it if the council Uh, requests it, it, but 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 I don't want it for the the uh, public watching on TV.
8: I think
2: it should be standard that there be an overview of agenda items if it's available so that the public has a full... We actually grass. are prepared
14: it, to do that too, and we um, have about an eight slide, nine slide abbreviated version of what was that. presented at the Planning Commission. We've totally been prepared to do that for you.
16: Uh, just to go over the project description really quickly uh, the project proposes a lot line adjustment to adjust the lot lines between two parcels, parcels one and two. Parcel one would be reconfigured to a uh, land area of 9.34 acres, parcel two to 1.6 acres. A general prime amendment only to parcel two to change the land use designation of public facilities to institutional to business limited intensity and to be consistent with the zoning. Um, a zone map amendment to parcel two to change the zoning of public facilities to commercial limited. Uh, brief history of the building, it was occupied by the water district from 1970 to 1996. From 90, 1996 to 2010, it was uh, leased for commercial office. It has been vacant uh, since 2010. Uh, the project site encompasses the red outline, two parcels, parcel two, parcel one. Uh, currently, the lot line is the yellow line in the middle. And as you can see, uh, some of the buildings are built across that line. So one of the benefits of this line adjustment would be that would clean that map issue. Uh, the green dashed line is the proposed new line configuration. Uh, the project site is bordered to the north by a 78 unit residential project not yet constructed, open space development restricted to the east and south, and residential multifamily to the west. The uh, proposed line long, or map uh, encompasses the reconfigured parcels. Parcel 1 will contain all of the uh, facilities for the operations of the water district, and parcel number two will contain the uh, existing office building uh now with the council if it approves uh all the requested entitlements it would accomplish three things a line adjustment to reconfigure parcel one and parcel two a general plan amendment only to parcel two and a zoning map amendment to be consistent with the general plan amendment and allow the office use again the planning commission unanimously recommended approval on september 19 2013 uh, the project is exempt from sequa, uh, pursuant to the uh, section cited on the staff report. Uh, the required findings for the general plan amendment and online adjustment are contained within resolution number 2013-1385, and the required findings for the zoning map amendment are contained within ordinance number 2013-307. Staff recommends that the council adopt resolution number 2013. 2013- one three eight five and ordinance number two thousand thirteen three zero seven to approve file one three zero 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 one six five
14: and then just two minor points to bring up on that. Um, first of all, you don't normally see things coming to you from the water district because the water district would be exempt from local permits and review because they have to operate the facilities of the water district, but in this case, they have this office building that they're really acting just as a landlord, same as any other private property owner. When a district school district included, for example, um, does something like that, then they are treated under the law the same as a private property owner, so that's why this item is before you. Um, And I forgot what the second item is, so it must not have been important.
13: And the only reason that we're doing this is before, when it was public facility, they were leasing it, but but whoever was leasing it left. It's been vacant for a while, and now they can't release it unless it's separated and and by separating it treats it like any other commercial property and that's why it's coming forward now was because it's been vacant for a while and and according and accordingly they can't lease it once, until we, until it's cleaned up
16: once the non once a, a grandfather use is non-operational for more than a year uh it becomes uh, 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 Lose no is not conforming. <laughs> yeah. it, we can't
14: can't continue the non-conforming. The code's very specific on that, so that's why we have to go through these these processes now.
0: Okay. Are I there have, any questions uh, on the staff report? I have questions. Yes, Councilman um, Martin.
7: What was the commercial use before they left?
16: It, the use before was commercial office, so it would be the same as it would be now or the proposing.
7: Commercial office Correct. used by the water district employees.
16: the, the water district owns and uh, uh, owns the building But it was leasing it to uh, different entities that were using it for commercial office
14: For example law firm accounting firm that sort of thing it was rented out to outside entities private entities <coughs> Business enterprises that used it for office space. So they were acting as a landlord before in that period from uh, 1996 to 2010 but at the time that they were doing that, that was before the city enacted its ordinances, which was in 1998, and it was a grandfathered use or, or, or legal nonconforming use that was established and ongoing without interruption. In 2010, it ceased operation as a leased entity by the district to outside entities, the, the office uses, and that's why it lost the nonconforming status under our code.
7: Okay, but making this now doing the zoning change from public facility to commercial means that if the water district decided that they wanted to sell the property they could and some other business could come in and be twice as big as what it is now
16: no uh i'm not sure what you mean by twice as big but in terms of well i mean
7: if you know somebody they decide to sell it and a company comes in and wants to do something completely different have we done a traffic study uh, well, um, because now.
16: Yeah, a traffic study wouldn't be required in this instance, but uh, in terms of, of, uh, of um, increasing the size of the building, it's maxed out at this point the way it's configured. Uh, the Florida ratio is 20.20, 20, and the way it's configured at this point, it's 0. 0.20, so there would not be allowed to expand um, the current facility.
7: They would not be able to not. expand. Uh, they were
16: non-conforming in terms of parking. They're bringing that into conformity now. Uh, they meet the minimum um, land area for a commercial limited parcel. Uh, that would be a 5,000 square feet. This is, the proposed reconfiguration would be 1.60 uh, acres. So, uh, but in terms of expanding, they they wouldn't be able to. The only thing they could do would be to remodel the existing configuration, but could not expand.
7: Not expand. Correct. And you said that they have, since we're separating the lots, they have the parking. They they the now number? they conform
16: to the parking. They had to.
7: They had to conform to the parking. Yes. Um, is this the only way for them to be able to lease Th- this, is this the out? Best, is, this is by the, doing a zoning change? This is change? the best
16: possible way to do so.
14: Um, if they
16: want to. No, no. To. I
7: wasn't asking the best possible way. Is this the only way? Y- yes, that it is. They We've
14: consulted it. with the city attorney, and this is the way to do it. The only way.
7: The only way to do. It. Okay, thank you.
2: I, I have a question. Does this zoning change give them more flexibility with their signage? Uh,
16: well, they already, uh, as, as uh, indicated in the staff report, they went through a site plan review for some minor modifi- uh, right. modifications, one which included a reface of a monument sign. So therefore, I believe they would be allowed one more sign, a well-mounted sign, uh in inclusion to the um, the uh the sign that they already have approval that,
2: for that's my concern in that this is a scenic corridor if we're changing the zoning all of a sudden we're going to have all these business signs
16: they, they they will they're only allowed one wall mounted sign and one monument sign they already have a monument sign so if a tenant would like a wall mounted sign they would only be allowed one and that would be it
2: and and under the old zoning they would not have no, been no. allowed
16: they, they could have
8: had a sign under could the old had zoning had also yeah. all right
2: thank you
0: all right are there any other questions for staff any um, discussion of the item
8: just in light of what was said in response to one of the questions i did something came to mind is the city attorney um stating that there's the zoning change is the only option what what about a conditional use permit
15: your code doesn't permit a conditional use permit doesn't have a provision for a conditional use permit for this use in that zone okay the code has to provide for a conditional use permit for this okay. type of use within a zone it that permit. makes
8: sense
0: all right are there any further comments all right is there a motion on the item i'll move it did, did you close oh, oh sorry i'm Was sorry. There public comment there are no uh, I have no cards for public comment. Is there anyone in the audience who would like to uh, provide public comment on this item? Seeing none. Public hearing is now closed. We'll bring the matter to the Council for action. There's a motion. I yes.
8: would so move the I staff. Move. Oh, sorry. It's I would been, so move the staff recommendation. Approve okay. the resolution.
0: Moved by Councilman.
16: There's a procedure matter that the city attorney might want I have to,
15: to read yeah. the procedure. No, no. Has a, oh. has a, uh, Mr. Mayor, members yeah. of the council, one suggestion. Yeah. The census involves an ordinance which will be introduced tonight and then voted upon so, in the next meeting. Instead of adopting the general plan and a resolution along with a lot line adjustment, you may want to continue that and essentially handle them all at the same time. The public hearing is now closed. At the next meeting, you can consider adoption of the ordinance, which tonight mm-hmm. will be the first That's reading, and adoption of the general plan as well as the lot line adjustment. Okay. General plan becomes effective 30 days after it's adoption, just like the ordinance. So they'll track together and the lot line adjustment will become effective when you adopt the other two.
8: Okay, so the the motion would be,
15: the motion would be to introduce the ordinance at this time and continue the other two items to the next meeting.
8: I would so move.
0: It's been moved. Second. And seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? That motion carries. Thank you very much we will move to item seven uh adoption of resolution according to our agenda it's adoption of resolution of resolution <laughs> but i think it's only one of resolution. resolution. 2013 1389 approving the 2013 city of calabasas pedestrian bicycle master plan do any of the council members want to move forward on this this will take a little while or Do they want to take a break everyone wants to move forward we'll move forward to the staff report Okay. I think we are. We're going to take a 10-minute break at this point, and we'll come back to the bicycle plan. Thank you.
2: Did I hear somebody say we weren't
4: through yet? We haven't played enough music, huh? Is that it? Okay. Hit him, Adam. It's you.
9: How is the pie? Oops,
0: oh, sorry. Okay, we're going to call the City Council meeting of October 23, 2013 back to order. We are on item number seven, adoption of resolution 2013-1389, approving the 2013 City of Calabasas Pedestrian Bicycle Master Plan. And we will uh, call, I do not have any cards for this. Anyone in the audience who would like to speak on this, I'd ask that you fill out a card. And, but we will start with a staff report on this, thank you.
17: Good evening to the mayor and the council. Um, staff would like to uh, start off by introducing uh, Matt Benjamin from uh, Fair and Pierce uh, Planning Firm. Uh, they provided assistance in completing the uh, the document that's in front of you this evening. Uh, staff would also like to start with uh, mentioning that uh, a last minute uh, change had to be made, uh, so the document that you did receive in review is actually a bicycle master plan only. Um, this was found uh, to be much more convenient for applying for grants, and with the pedestrian element, uh, there's a few more tweaks that needed to be completed before we could adopt that as a separate document now. Um, we have consulted with the uh, city attorney, and uh, making this change does uh, appear to be okay. And if the uh, council has any other questions, uh, the city attorney has agreed to speak to any questions concerning the Brown Act okay if uh, if there is no questions we do have a quick presentation on the the master plan how we developed it where we're going with it and uh, I'd be happy to start that for the council now originally the city of Calabasas had a bicycle master plan that was developed in 1995 and adopted in 1996 Um, we updated it again in 1997 once again in 2005 and uh, again in 2008 Uh, to be applicable for uh, state and uh, regional funding. Uh, Bicycle Master Plan uh, needs to be updated by state law every five years, Um, otherwise it's found to be non-conforming. Staff decided uh, for this update to restructure the whole program, including planning methods, engineering components, design strategies, and uh, looking a little more into educational elements. Um, While we're creating the the Calabasas Bicycle Master Plan, we created the uh, Calabasas Bicycle Advisory Group. Uh, It was a group of local residents, uh, cyclists, non-cyclists, commissioners, city staff. Uh, They met uh, six times over the period of four months uh, just to discuss and create goals, mission statements, and uh, a general guidance for what the document should be. Um, we Next, we took some time to uh, research uh, what other cities do of similar size, similar geography, and collected our data. We did some analysis and document development, and then we made uh, frequent presentations to our Traffic and Transportation Commission, showing, uh, taking any advice and guidance that they would uh, provide and shaping our document further uh we uh, we made sure that we had incredible amounts of public input on this document we also posted it on our website frequently and uh, even solicited some comments from former traffic commissioners to make sure that we were really keeping up on our comments Um, we ensured that uh, this uh, bicycle plan took in what the Safe Routes to School has now adopted as a a very safe and and all-encompassing movement. It's using the four E's. Um, Caltrans has adopted this further beyond just the Safe Routes to School programs. It's taking a look at engineering, how we build things, where we put them. It takes a look at education and encouraging people on learning how to do things, where things are, providing signage and education programs. Uh, Enforcement, using our law enforcement officers and ensuring that uh, all laws are followed and evaluating everything, uh, keeping an eye on is the program being effective, are projects being effective. Um, And this has uh, been quite valuable in maintaining useful projects and and and, re-engineering or re-administering them if they uh, are not meeting our goals. Um, Just this is a quick map of our current facilities. Um, and as you can tell, there are certain small gaps, which is what we really approached. This uh, is our, one of our major elements in the plan. Uh, there's a gap here connecting Old Canyon Road and Mulholland Highway, a small gap on Parkway Calabasas, and uh, a couple of other small gaps in here. Our proposed facilities actually fill out all of these gaps and provide a much more wholesome network to the city. Um, they also connect to a lot of inter-regional potential projects and existing projects. And we're, we're happy to look forward and are excited to look forward to new uh, new connections. Um, this is just showing a quick list of where we have bicycle parking, um, beginning, end trips. Um, it's reasonably uh, a good spread for a city our size and our layout. Uh, of course we can always look for more and uh, under some planning regulations we have we try to keep uh, bicycle parking as part of all new development Um, new plan elements we didn't have in previous ones is we took a a comprehensive review of every aspect of funding that's available Uh, we also included uh, costs and estimates for maintenance of the facilities and keeping them in perfect biking shape Um, we did take a much stronger look at interjurisdictional jurisdictional programs uh, and projects and again as I mentioned we looked into gap closure. Um, other uh, influencing factors were the complete streets ideal that's been adopted by the state uh, and Caltrans just taking a look at planning for bicycles, transit, cars and pedestrians all at once. Um, streets aren't just for cars they're for everybody and uh, one of our goals with this plan and over the next year or so is to become a bicycle uh, friendly community through the league of uh, american bicyclists Um, it's just a designation that's provided for cities that uh, achieve a certain number of uh, cycling safety measures Um, before i get into a recommended uh, a quick recommended kickoff project list just want to discuss that uh, this year in the 2013 call for projects The city did actually receive funding uh, for a bicycle project Um, and it is the closure gap on uh, Old Topanga Canyon Road and Mulholland Highway uh, near the Calabasas High School to install a class two bicycle facility and sidewalks. Um, It was scored number six out of the projects uh, which was a good ranking and the city will receive uh, in I believe 2015 $435,000 to work on the project. Um, A quick list of uh, just smaller projects that could start off uh, our new era of bicycle friendliness would be um, uh, looking at completing that gap on uh, Parkway Calabasas between uh, Park Renata and Calabasas Road. Uh, Our engineers have costed this out to be approximately $3,996, or we'll round it up the $4 to $4,000, and this would uh, consist of... Restripe, uh, removing some striping and restriping the roadway, and I believe uh, two more signs uh, just to ins- uh, continue that uh, class two bike lane. Second project is a larger project, but it would connect uh, Park Aura, Park Siena, and Park Capri, which also is our first um, bicycle attenuated traffic signal, as uh, at Park Capri and Car- Park Granada. So it's actually designed to have a separate spot for bicyclists to pull up to and can trigger the light. Um, we didn't paint it yet because we don't have a bike lane in there. But the, the second project is one of those potential projects that would connect these two areas, uh, completing a corridor from one side of uh, the high school to uh, the city center. Our third project would be a class three bicycle route uh, using Sheros from Parkmore Road, uh, on Parkmore Road from Los Virgenes Road to Alicia Canyon Drive, connecting a residential community to a school. And the final project that we're listing would be uh, a bike route, again, class three with Sherrows, on Paul Revere Road, connecting AC Stell to uh, Mulholland, uh, Oltepenga Canyon Road. So these are just a, a quick look at some of the smaller projects we have. Um, Traffic and Transportation Commission. Uh, provided us review, they gave us comments, and they had requested that we seek the assistance of a uh, third party to review uh, and help achieve uh, compliance with Metro in a regional setting. Um, We contracted with Farron Pierce. They reviewed the document, provided recommendations, and secured all of our approvals that we needed to have for funding through Metro. So um, at this point, I shall leave the... Questions open for council if they have any and we have Matt Benjamin here to uh, provide any assistance. We may need
0: Okay, I still have no public comments. I'll look in the audience Is there anyone who wants to make public comment? I see none. We'll go to the council council Do you have questions or comments on the item? I have none Councilman Pizzagian. I have none. Oh, you have none. I'm sorry Uh, Councilwoman Mauer um, can
2: you go back to that kickoff list? I didn't remember seeing that in the report. You had a list of projects.
17: These were listed there um, in. I, I believe you got an enlarged version of uh, the project list.
2: I'm looking at the the
0: list, and it's A, B, C, E. It's the same, it's the same chart. You're seeing a small version of the chart. Right, but but he
2: never, he never prioritized them before.
17: This wasn't a, this was just a a showing a a project. Number one, this was no prioritization or this was just to, to show to.
2: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but it says recommended kickoff project list. So are these, if out of your whole list, these are the four that you would like to do first
17: as smaller projects right. just to, to okay. roll out these were the I, four we identified yeah. that could be I
2: think I think that's a good idea it's really helpful I wished it was in here and I wish the public could have had a chance to take a look at that and chime in on that too um, but I, I think that's a great list um, we didn't get a color version with all the color maps and the and the trails it was hard to for me to see where the existing proposed filler it was all black and white and gray so I just want to make sure that when we post something on the web that it's the color version because I couldn't see that
0: the Dropbox version was in color but the yeah agenda was in black and white
2: yeah is there anything else in the Dropbox that's different from what I have other than the color no okay Um, do you know what kind of bicycle awareness public education program we have now either on our website or on CTV
17: right now it's fairly limited I know we have the sheriff's department has their program um, and that was part of what we were pushing that was part of what we were pushing to uh, include within our new bicycle master plan was to uh, promote more education and programs Uh,
2: I'd like to see us do something um, very proactive in that area I get Calls and feedback from bicyclists all the time—that people don't know the etiquette when riding alongside bicyclists, and and um, seem to get aggressive in their cars, and because they don't know. So I would—I um, know that you provided us with a host of educational links. So I would like to see something go up on our um, on CTV and the website, and consistently, not just sporadically, but maybe every spring when people are out riding. Since I've lived in Calabasas over 15 years, I have to say the number of bicyclists is absolutely – I mean, it's, it, it's unbelievable how many bicyclists we have. It's really exciting. So thank you for everything you've done to date to attract them. Um, there wasn't anything in the report about Peddler's Fork. And I I would have thought in the section on support programs or linkaging with different organizations that we might look at some way to connect with them. So there's just a suggestion for you. And then we updated it last in 2008. It's five years from now. When is the next update? That was a long gap.
17: We we actually made it all the way to the end of the five years, so the next one would be uh, uh, the next mandatory one would be 2018 um, But okay. we can we can do an updated version uh, At the council's choice. We can also review uh, On a more frequent basis. So every two years do it. Just a I small just think day. because we are in
2: such a um, and not just here in Calabasas everywhere a heightened um, Use of bikes not only recreationally, but it'd be nice to see people start riding to work I can't think of one person that rides to work except Tom, where do you write from Tom? Thousand Oaks, from Thousand Oaks to Calabasas. Um, And then my last comment is Muro Road. I get a lot of comments from bicyclists and I know we made some improvements, but any other ideas or can we get the signs back? Anything, Robert, anyone?
4: Well, that area is not under my jurisdiction or authority. The permit that I had, we have done as much as improvement. We can turn it over to county and it is under county's jurisdiction we've been communicating with them we are willing to support them for grant writing we are willing even to write a grant to do additional improvement and do the science um i'm hoping within six months to come back to council with the grants that i'm looking forward to get that's why we have expert here the master plan is reviewed by those and it gives us a better chance of receiving direct grant for bicycle facility through state, not metro. Metro, we already got our close to half a million. I'm going after state funding. I'm looking at about million dollar grant to accomplish most of the project in hand.
2: And then last comment, after we approve this tonight, which I'm assuming we will, what happens next? Uh, Aside from going after grants, what's the plan for public outreach and anything else? There's a lot in this plan.
17: The, the, the plan would be to actually begin uh, some of the programs that we have outlined in the, in the master plan. So uh, some of that would try to be uh, putting together some PSAs um, for uh, CTV, uh, putting on some web postings, and starting the education process really early on while we're working on getting grants
2: i'd like to see some kind of annual update i don't know how the rest of the council feels just a general two-minute presentation on on the progress being made every year because this is great this is a great roadmap and nice work everyone thank you
13: now robert just on the just to put the period on the sentence part of this thing is is a strategy to wrap things together so that we can get Money from sources that are devoted to bike uh, projects so that we don't use the city's general fund. That doesn't preclude, like, for example, your project one, uh, which is if we resurfaced Calabasas Road, uh, Parkway Calabasas, that when we resurface Parkway Calabasas, we're going to restripe it anyway, that we restripe it along the lines that supports what, what you're doing there.
4: That is correct. That's exactly what Ryan reported. When we were building the new signal, We took into consideration bicycle push button and bicycle uh, detective to have only bicycles approaching that intersection will get a green light. So you're correct. Uh, We have on the list of future CIP project that if you can restripe based on resurfacing Black Street, all these stripings are a part of the future plan now that is adopted.
0: Okay, Calm their comments council Norton.
7: Um, I have some questions. Um, the uh, bicycle advisory group Uh, you said you had six meetings with them um, Did did they see this final report and approve it as well?
17: They uh, were emailed all a copy of the report. Um, I did not receive any uh, comments in a positive or negative light um, So we, we did attempt to contact them a couple of times
7: uh, so you didn't have a, no further a meeting comment from them you didn't have a meeting
17: to, no uh, we haven't had a meeting this year with them they have they've had opportunities to read the document but they provided input at the beginning
7: mm-hmm. okay but they weren't were they all given the final documents? Well, the document
4: was created based on their input about two years ago. The way it works, the advisory committee get together, and that's why we redid the entire document based on their input. And uh, when that input was finalized, so their job was over, Then after that, this was continuously presented traffic transportation commission not only for the commission input for the public and anybody else because the advisory committee was done with their task
7: wow okay i would have liked to have since you know we went to the efforts of putting the committee together and those were the bicyclists i don't know how many on our traffic and transportation commission are actually bicyclists um but it would have been nice to continue this with them and have them you know have you meet with them to say you know do you have any input on this final as opposed to just going to the traffic and transportation well, commission i
4: Since agree with the- you my understanding is before last meeting the traffic transportation commission this document was emailed to them and requested for any input or final comments and we did not receive any comments so the assumption is the document was satisfactory
7: Okay. Um, My second question is um, all the projects that you have listed here for this is um, a grant that we've already received and going to be using or no, we're going to get the grant. The the purpose of the document
13: is to allow us to put in for grants, to put in for grants. Okay.
7: So none of this work can yeah, start. Clarification. Grant. Item number one, as you can see, Old
4: Topanga Canyon Road Mulholland is the one that he just reported. We received the grant for it. We identified. Item two, all the way down, those are identified projects, and we haven't grouped them or categorized them. Pending on the source of funding, we will go after the funding. And my goal is to get all of them as a group citywide. Now that I have this master plan to receive the funding through. Maybe two different sources from state and it's very reasonable that we should be able to get the funds to implement this project within next year
7: okay um my other comment would be uh to the city manager um, is there a way of make of having the uh city attorney Review these in advance so that we don't have amendments or changes sitting up here at the dais that really the public Hasn't seen the public doesn't know about you know, we got the colored version Up here at the desk with all your little things, but not in the book and this has kind of happened several times Can we make sure that there's enough time that? Changes are made before we post it and before it comes to us I'm assuming that that would be a necessary process
13: now uh, let me can let me, we, re, let, me re, let me review the, the process and in this case okay. it, there's no time constraint to have done that the city attorney picked it up at at, at the well, again when he reviewed it which was already after it had been posted so that's a good point we'll can,
7: yeah can we not post things until after the city attorney has signed off on it um, just so you know You know, because we're getting amendments and stuff here, and the public hasn't seen it, not that there's anything wrong with it or anything, but, you know, I don't like receiving things up here at the dais that I really didn't get a chance to review or, or, you know, can we, I mean, I would think that.
2: I, I think that there's time of, that it can go to the this content attorney. I mean if it's okay. these are like word changes and sentence changes on some of these but if it's it, it depends if, you know, it but it, if, it's it, if
13: it's substantive or not something in this case yeah. this isn't substantive and the city attorney it, because we had the pedestrian, pedestrian issue pedestrian and 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 like we were talking about he made the, he made the, the recommendation that we ought to clean it up for whatever but if it if if the title and correct me if i'm wrong if the title would have remained the way that the title would have have been there would i i just i don't know i mean but but yeah i mean it it, normally we ought not to be putting changes on the dais unless they're 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 i mean we, we we find out about them at the last minute and then it's a matter of either we we pull the item and continue it to the next meeting which we can certainly do with this one if if there is an issue that it wasn't posted or whatever you can pull it and continue to the link and vote on at the next meeting
7: well no what, what i'm what i'm saying though yes. is that this report obviously we you know was in advance and everything of the posting but the city attorney didn't see it till after the posting what i'm suggesting is that he checks off on things before we post it
3: we can do so that, that
7: we don't we So we don't uh, have the change, you know, bicycle master plan and pedestrian. What's online right now now, is, is is the new report online?
8: I mean, do you guys substitute out the new, because I would hope that would be done too. All right, just
0: so the, so the people know what we're talking about, a whereas clause was added or amended, okay, amended. Which says the 2013 bicycle master plan has been reviewed for consistency with the circulation element and the land use element of the city of Calabasas 2030 general plan is consistent with the goals and policies of these of the general plan elements. That's it. it. It doesn't change one sentence or item in the actual plan. Uh, it, it, and nothing yeah of it's just that i, I don't Either want to, it would I, be a better yeah. practice to have the city attorney if possible look at items before they're posted on the agenda i like the fact that we post on the agenda a week in advance this the law requires 72 hours in advance we more than double the amount of time that the uh that the, our agenda and all and not only the agenda but all the items and backup documentation is available to, to the public on the internet and and in, in the other forms um and, and it man, clearly would be better practice. However, I also don't want to preclude corrections being made, so uh, of, of, of this nature, so that the council can act uh, and not have to continue items when there's a simple correction, or, or you know, uh, which which we have here. So I think in this case, it's um, it's you know it's completely understandable and appropriate to. Uh, correct one sentence in a rarest clause so that we can take action if we want to do so and not if put the item over
13: and, and that's why i'm a little bit hesitant to say yes because the way that we work to try to get the agenda out seven days in advance and have it posted and have it in everybody's hand the, C- the staff works with the city attorney as they're developing the staff report and sometimes there are mistakes that are made i mean and, and in this case there was a mistake that was made when it was when it was done now when it comes forward uh, then I approve the staff report and it goes forward. But the city attorney doesn't approve staff reports. I do. And so it's, if it's my error, it's my error on this thing. But it was, it was, it was when the city attorney came in and saw it. And I think it was today, right? You did a Monday, Monday. You did a, you did a, a, a preview of it. Then that that's when he spotted this thing. He said, look for belt and suspender purposes and for everything else, it's important that we add that. And that's why we did it. Okay
0: i'm going to ask that we maybe get back to comments about the plan um are there any further comments on the plan uh mayor pro Tem shapiro thank you
9: first of all it's an excellent report i appreciate it uh and especially the expert report which i did spend uh quite a bit of time going through so i i had one comment i agree with uh, council councilman councilwoman mauer uh, uh, on the fact that it's important we educate the public on safety for bicyclists and and the rights of those riding. I also think at the same time in what I've witnessed as well as what I've received information from members of our community that we educate the bicyclists on rules of the road and on safety in the community, especially those areas, at least uh, some areas where, where riders cut through communities and come down very fast through streets um, not just in Bieber fast, but very fast and potentially dangerous to, uh, to uh, kids walking or, or adults. So I think it works both ways. So I think that's very important. I agree with that thought. Uh, also, in, in looking at Table 3.1, I notice Calabasas is very low in both the walking and bicycling areas, as well as driving alone and public transportation as far as uh, usage. I'd like to see what we could do going forward to increase those types of things. We obviously just had the International Walk to School Day, uh, and we're now proceeding with the bicycle master plan. Maybe we can do something with the walking master plan going forward as well, and trails, which I know we talked about. And all the funds, if I read correctly uh, the current 495 or 400 and something will come from Metro that grant and then proceeding forward other grants at this at this time other than the four items or three items that we have in front of us that may be part of resurfacing and and funds that come from the city Correct. whatever
4: comes first if we have a grant for that restriping and we have resurfacing we can use the grant for the restriping too but the goal is to go after grants and uh, you have my commitments the grant is due january 15. that's why we separated pedestrian and bicyclists that is new source of funding for bicycle projects that i have a good chance to apply and hopefully be successful
9: great thank you and i'm all for the amended uh, resolution
4: okay
0: thank you very much i add my um positive comments on the report I think it's very important it's something that we do need to move forward on uh, my uh, I, I'm balancing I'm trying to get uh, get to the right balance between waiting to get grants and moving forward to do some of these projects for example the projects that are on your recommended list or some of the projects that were the lower cost projects I was looking going okay so you got thirty thousand dollars worth of projects so we just go do them um, and I would normally say yes although and then you tell me that we're months away from getting grants if we're months away from getting grants uh then yes let's try to get grants and save the general fund money if we're more than that if we're you know years away then i'm then i'm willing to in the you know for some of these projects not for the six figure projects but for the uh you know the four and five figure projects to do some of them um uh so Help me through what you think is, uh, you know, how to balance uh, that um, and what you really think the timing is on being able to proceed with some of these, um,
4: some of these recommended projects. I do not have exact dates of when the state will announce successful projects. We know the deadline is mid January of 2014. Typically, it takes about a month or two months to respond back or earmark the funding for certain jurisdiction. If you allow me till March, as it was requested, I would like to report back how successful we are on the grant funding, what are the opportunities, and start working with Metro on the grant that we have. And we can advance that project to then get refunded on that project. So I believe by March I can report back to Council where are we, how successful is our grant writing, and if I need help or advice, we can uh, continue this uh, funding purpose for the identify project by March of 2014.
13: And, and that puts us in the loop for for uh, putting it in the budget for for the next year. Now, it, it, it isn't to say that if the Council today wanted to do these four projects, right. w- that we couldn't get it done, and just do them. Right. Uh, it because it, 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 because there, there is developer impact money. And there's there's that doesn't affect the general fund that you can do that with the problem is, is that if there's money out there that we can get, then let's try to get it rather than using money that we currently have that can go to, to, to other things that that's the right
0: well and, and along those lines so you had asked um um councilman mauer had mentioned possibly coming back in a year i'd like to come back sooner than that like maybe in six months and report to us on where we are realistically in terms of getting grants or are these things we should put into the budget for next year um, so that we can get them done sooner, and like like I said, I have a tolerance to do it over six months to a year. If you told me it's going to be longer than that, then I'd start to say let's let's pay for at least some of these smaller things, right. these, some of these connector projects that can help um, uh, tie these things. Great up. idea. So, we will be back within six months. Okay, um, you know, with that, I, I you know, I support this. Do you, Mary Sue? Do you ride your bike up the hill? Because I mean, look. Let's face it. One of the problems is That's we have a lot of hills. Personal. It's we have, we have a lot of hills. So um, you know, from my house, you the kid, you know, a kid could ride days. could ride to the schools in the bike. But from your house. They can go downhill really easily how they can get up the hill i don't an average person can't ride up that hill yeah i, I have been
2: known to pick up my children at the bottom of my hill okay
0: so you know that as that recent is two weeks ago you know the reality <laughs> is is that there are areas of the city that are easy to bike and then there are other areas of the city that are that are very very difficult for any average person to, to bike but that that does not mean that we shouldn't be uh, moving forward with uh with these bike lane projects and trying to encourage as much of the um, of the, uh, of the cycling as we can. It's, you know, you go to city, my daughter went to, um, University of Colorado Boulder, which has probably one of the most incredible bike, um, you know, infrastructures I've ever seen. I mean fully dedicated bypass all through the city in flat in flat areas but fully dedicated areas but you think about trying to do that in our city and it's a very difficult thing i mean the the acquisition of the property we're talking into seven figures you know maybe eight figures um and it and you know connecting it up it's it's a really hard thing to do i'd love to do it but um uh, i think that we're probably better off a more bang for the buck uh, getting you know as full a system as we can as outlined on the on the on the maps uh, with the with the class 2 and class 3 uh, facilities then um, you know sort of hoping and praying and, and even having little bits and pieces of class 1 facilities here and there so I, I, that I think that's a a better strategy although you know what I love to be have a boulder like uh, 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 bike facilities, I would love that. But I I, let, I think it's a more realistic uh, plan to get to get this in effect. So I um, am supportive and would urge the council to uh, adopt the plan with and and I don't think we have to add anything. I think we can the, the city manager and the public works director will know to come back in six months with a an update and a strategy for funding these initial projects. Okay, is there a motion? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Are there any further discussion or questions? I don't mean to cut off discussion. Okay. Is there a motion? So moved. Second. It's so moved. Move. As, as revised. As revised. Moved and seconded. Uh, all those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Unanimous. Congratulations to everyone. And uh, that's a uh, a big uh, a big accomplishment. So thank you. Okay. I'm going to try to correctly go back to the agenda. Since I seem to be losing it. Um, Informational reports. Number eight is the check register for the period of October 2nd through 9th. Are there any questions or comments on the check register? All right, seeing none, we'll move to task force reports. Are there any task force reports? I have a task force report from the school traffic safety uh, task force as you'll recall we had a discussion about a crossing guard at on lost hills road at our last meeting um and uh which was deferred to the um to the uh, traffic safety task force which is uh mayor pro Tem shapiro and i Uh, we had started down the road of um initiating a new count what was basically uh what, the idea with this, that the city manager and the task force discussed was, um, if the counts justify it, then we would have the crossing guard. And so we talked about, uh, and we talked, uh, we said we're willing to go do new counts and uh, urge, and in an effort to try and achieve higher walking participation in, in the uh, in the area. And so we um, decided we would go forward with that. We communicated with. Uh, uh, some with the leadership of that area the pfc leadership and the some of the parents that had uh, attended the meeting um, That we were you know, we'd like to go in that direction uh, Things got a little out of control. There was a a Let's call it a misunderstanding that uh, led to people um, wanting to uh, uh, Bring people out to walk for counts that weren't really from the neighborhood or that weren't going to be regular walkers on a regular basis um, and involve groups and other things. And it, and so we decided uh, that uh, it would be appropriate to slow that down to be to clarify that what, we're, what we want to see happen is we want to see um, uh, the parents, the PFC, others to rec- recruit more walkers from the neighborhood and bring those counts up and then we'll do counts. So we are going to go out and do additional counts. We didn't do them immediately in the first week. We're going to do them uh, over the course of the next few weeks or month and see if we can't get those, uh, you know, if those numbers can't come up. If they come up to the to the criteria, then it meets the criteria, and it it's, meets our ordinance, and, and it'll uh, it'll go forward. So that's where we are with that, and we'll continue to follow up with that. And we'll also discuss it at the next school uh Uh, School uh, Area Traffic Safety Committee, um, which is coming up
8: uh, shortly. Actually, I have an addendum to your report. Yes You know, I appreciate the way you kind of sanitize that report, but um, I I think it's a teachable moment because in my time on the council, I haven't been so ashamed for some of the parents uh, as I have over this incident it was a shame for those parents, and there were only a few, who tried to fraudulently wreck the survey by doing things such as drive, encouraging, sending out emails encouraging everyone to drive their kids, even if they didn't go to school here, just across the street at a certain time of day, and most ashamedly to hire the Boy Scouts or entice the Boy Scouts as a group activity to fraudulently meet in the morning and cross the street during the time period. Fortunately, the good news is that most of the parents refused to participate in that and forwarded those emails to us and I think that that was very heartening to see. I'm sorry you should think about what it is teaching your kids about honor and integrity when you organize those kinds of activities and try to get other neighborhood children to do that it's really a shame Uh, and hopefully that won't prevent us from doing a proper survey but it i think fred i know i know you didn't really want to get into that but it's important that the community know what happened
0: okay well that 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 is some of what happened there's no doubt about it and i did try to uh to discuss it in a, uh, more generalized fashion. But, um, look, the bottom line is, is that the count in the morning is, is give or take 20 walkers short this. So this is, this is a, uh, if, if the concerned parents, in the neighborhood and others can, can get 20 more kids from Deer Springs neighborhood to go walk across the street in the morning, they'll, uh, then it'll qualify for the crossing guard. I don't think this is. You know this should be doable they they had 20 people here at the at the meeting uh or 18 people here at the meeting so um uh you know i think that that's that's where hopefully the focus can go and uh, we'll go out and count um Uh, You know, we'll do we'll do the counts and hopefully we'll get to if we if we get to that number, they'll get we'll do the crossing guard So that's that's what we're doing. I want the council to be aware of how we're following up with that I I know that you knew what happened it, but I but I wanted to publicly state what we're doing and that we'll continue to follow up and we'll make uh, further reports Okay, any other task force reports? All right city managers report
13: just one quick one. Tomorrow, uh, the mayor, the uh, public works director, and I are going to go see uh, Councilmember Blumenfeld uh, to, to see if the city of Los Angeles would be kind enough to waive their plan check fees for the project that we're spending our money on in the city of Los Angeles. That's that Mulholland extension uh, out there by Gelson's that turns into the city of uh, Los Angeles. And then they wanted to charge us, I think, $60,000 to check the plans for a project that we're using our money in to complete it in into the city of los angeles so hopefully the the council member will will uh crack some heads and we can get what we want
0: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the, i'm gonna go to the meeting and and i i i chatted briefly with the councilman at the pumpkin festival he was there with his kids and uh, he said that uh he was looking forward to meeting with us so um hopefully we can we can do that um anything else from city manager's report future agenda items any uh future agenda items that are not present on the future agenda item list all right then we've come to the end of the agenda we do have a closed session item oh i'm sorry i
2: apologize i'm sorry i was i was not paying attention future agenda items i do have one but when i look at what remains and things that have not moved for so long um i'm concerned I'll uh, just p- add it to the list well it was,
8: it
13: what, was what, what, it there for, what, what are you looking
0: that it hasn't moved well what, what, what council what, protocols
2: what, what, haven't moved
0: that's well, coming well we had one we had one just dis- one, dis- one session on council voter protocols. outreach
2: program hasn't moved um, the,
0: the city clerk has been making progress and i've been checking okay, with good. her on that
2: right. okay good well the one item that i was gonna add that i thought was there before um, I mean, we don't have an elected. It was, was a presentation by one of our um, senior task force advisors, UCLA professor uh, Dr. Daphne Gans, uh, just an overview about senior issues that as a council, we should be aware of and that we might want to start learning more about. Um, she's really quite a delight, a Calabasas resident, and uh, really has taught us a lot in a short amount of time, and I think you would all benefit from from her presentation.
0: Is that something that the council wants to have is some kind of general presentation? Yeah. I mean, I would David? I would you know, I I, I don't want an can, hour of it. I can, would, no. I would have 10 minutes no, of it. Yeah, a, a okay. brief no, I see, presentation I see would be shaking good. shaking yes, I just, you I know, just like we don't do council. general we don't usually do just general presentations those kind well. of things, but I'm but I'm I'm happy to do it for a, a short I think know. it's
2: important for uh the future of the city
9: maybe it could be done in conjunction with the senior uh center report that's coming forward should be coming forward early next year
13: it, it but but it's come with two different things uh, I, I think what the point of of uh Daphne's presentation is the whole idea about seniors and and aging in place and some of those kind of things that that so it's a general uh discussion on on seniors of which our city has a a fairly large amount Mm -hmm. so that was what was in now the question is does the council wish to get
8: something like that and
13: that's and i think that's what council member mauer uh
8: that's fine as long as it's focused it shouldn't just be a general one-hour discussion i think you know she should focus her comments on the topic. Well, how long did you want? To, I mean, I'll tell you to... what I would like. I would like policy recommendations.
0: I mean, if she, you know, because you have a lot of seniors, you should be looking at zoning laws that do this or something that does that. That, that to me is helpful. A more a general presentation on senior. I think
2: that's what would come next. I think you need to know a little bit about senior demographics, senior needs, senior um, and just what it means to age in place we talked about a senior master plan maybe that's something that is a result at some point of our greater understanding of our aging population but there's it's not it's complex it's not like just bring us some ideas there's a lot there's a lot of nuance i don't want to go on and on about this well but Um, here's the problem i have she presented to our senior task force Mm -hmm. and it was highly educational and I thought you would all
0: benefit. All right. Well, how long was that? Right. But, but here's the problem I have. There's a you lot of I, stuff we can be highly educational about. I, I mean, I, I, I'd like to bring in the people to do a couple hours on sequel reform and development reform and why, you know, all these. But, you know, that's not what we want to do. What we want to do at the council is we want to have a recommendation to do something and then have backup. And if the backup is a report from her or, you know, testimony from her. Just to have more, if we're just going to start doing general education, I'm going to get everyone's favorite topic and, and have their speaker give us general education, and that's what I want to avoid.
2: Fine, I'll, I'll come with policy. Okay,
0: well, I mean, if you want to put a policy item <laughs> on the agenda come and then with have for- policy.
2: Her. But you know what, I think you're being a little too um, direct in what
0: you want. Well, i'm I, telling I, you I, as a what, senior
2: task force member what i think would be of benefit to the council at this okay. point
0: and, I, and and i looked i looked at the other members and they shook their head that they wanted to do it and i said okay, if they want so, to do it it's fine but i wanted it. i don't want to do it for an hour okay. i want you know oh no oh, this is ridiculous it's well how, how long be. did it take at the senior task force you, know what?
2: you tell me how much time you would be willing okay. to allow and i'm sure she can accommodate
0: okay although I
2: can't remember this ever happening before.
13: I I think about half an hour would be sufficient. I think that was, that was, I think she went uh, at the senior task force that we went, it was maybe 20 minutes or so. And then it was, there were some questions. 20 at the max. Yeah, so, so. uh, and it was it was it was it was
0: an interesting thing on just uh, senior demographics okay. and senior well there seems to be a, a a majority that wants to do that so we'll put it on the agenda why don't you add something what your
2: thoughts are about I think this I think we're moving forward if I'm well, correct. do you have a thought about this
9: i mean, do you want to share what you i might offer to... i made my comment uh, briefly that i said i was in favor i didn't have a specific time in mind i didn't know if it was a 10 minute presentation or 20-minute presentation um, and, and again I think it's important but we have I'm looking at all these other items as you said that are sitting here and I do think we need to get to some of those as, as if if I was prioritizing I'm happy to have her come here I think it would be beneficial I think it would be educational and informative as well
8: and it'd be nice to have written materials that you yeah. can not only introduce in our packet but put on the website
9: she provided that right she can do we have that.
8: that can she bring that oh, Cause see, I, I, I always find that it's very helpful when people are doing these kind of presentations to bring written things that I can take home that we can put on the website, you know, so that if someone misses a meeting, they can get, they can get it.
0: Right. Okay. So we'll add that to the list of future agenda items and, um, and, uh, and try to fit that in and you can find out when she can be scheduled for one of our upcoming meetings. We have two meetings left this year. Um,
13: now now council several comments on that things have been sitting there forever is there anything on this list that you wish brought up because it isn't like council meetings are ending early and they, there there aren't enough things to do at council meetings what 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 we try to do with these things is schedule them based on the amount of time that it takes and the amount of time that that the staff is working on it and if there's but if there's anything else that you want to bump up i'm glad to Then reprioritize what the staff is doing.
8: I would say because we only have one meeting in November and one in December. No later than January, I want to have the protocols on the agenda, and Fred and I will meet between now and say early December. Okay, and finish those because that really that's been on there a long time. The other thing is, as Mary Sue alluded to, you know specifically, I had said on the voter outreach. The time to do it is not when we're in an election cycle and it gets political, the time to do it is in between the election cycle when it's all neutral and we can have a reasonable discussion where there's not candidates jockeying around and we can do it in the context of that. Also when it's the past elections kind of fresh in our mind i i really don't want to wait too long on that one no because, we'll get it
13: we'll you know, get it we'll get it forward it it was just a city clerk was involved with the retention schedule as you know
8: that's fine and I'm then just, and then
13: this one is another one to come back and we'll, we'll try to get it okay to, but
8: we asked for it in march and so now now is the time to start you know getting the thing done right.
0: okay any other future agenda items okay We have a uh, closed session item. Is there anyone here to speak on our closed session item? Uh, Seeing none, we will uh, adjourn into closed session. Any objection? And we are adjourned into closed session.